Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. There's another world championships about to get underway in Italy. It is the sport of surf lifesaving. Now, to put this in context, we jump up and down about the Bledisloe Cup and beating Australia in rugby and beating Australia in rugby league and we love to get the wood over them in netball. But I will say that behind cricket, surf life-saving in Australia is their other national sport. And they don't like to lose the team's world championship. But New Zealand, well, we won the title in 1998. But in more recent times, we won it in 2012, beating Australia, 2014, 2016. And we narrowly lost it to Australia in 2018. Now, due to COVID... It hasn't been staged in recent years, but it is happening again this year. And if you want to get under the Aussies' skin, you beat them in this sport. The captain of the New Zealand team, as they're affectionately known, the Blackfins, is former Olympic Games swimmer Stephen Kent. He joins us on the programme. Stephen, good evening. Welcome. Good evening, Mark. How are you going? Yeah, good. Uh, it's a big, big sport in Australia, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's um, <clears throat> there's not a lot of uh, uh, where to go without having a coastline in Australia and Obviously, they, they love the, the salt water, so um, it's pretty big over there, especially with the Ironman series. Yeah, and when they have their club events, they get 10,000 athletes along, I understand. Yeah, the Aussie Nationals is the biggest life-saving event in the world, I believe, still. So um, I know a lot of our Kiwi athletes obviously um, travel over there for it and obviously train in Australia to be a part of that event, and it's um, it, it's huge. and. My, my cousin coaches over there as well, and, and they just love it. It's it's a really awesome event. What makes the sport unique is that to be able to compete in the surf life-saving sports side of it, you actually still have to be a lifeguard. You've still got to do your weekends on the beach. You've got to be a clubby first before you become an athlete. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably one of the most rewarding parts about um, our sport. Not only is it a... Um, a mixed gender sport um, we also um, give back to the community um, over our summers so um, it makes it really special it's not just about competing it's about helping the community uh, be safe and especially in New Zealand where unfortunately we have a lot of drownings so the fact that we can help our New Zealand society um, is a really positive thing um, for our athletes. Now Stephen along with your brother Dean much of your life has been an elite swimmer when did the surf life-saving side of it come into your life? Has it always been there? Or was it just a natural progression yeah. from once you finished your swimming career? Oh, no, I've, I've been a, a nipper since uh, I can remember. My mum and dad um, helped regenerate the live-in Waikiriri uh, Surf Lifesaving Club um, back in the 70s. Um, they were heavily involved in their youth um, with swimming and water polo and life-saving, and then that's carried on into... Um, myself and my three brothers lifeguarding for years um, and then I was a member of Titahi Bay when lived in Wellington as well and then um, living in Auckland I'm a member of Maihingi Bay so um, my brother works for Surf Life Saving New Zealand as the life saving manager so we're heavily involved in 
around water and water safety. Okay, Stephen, how many athletes make up the New Zealand Blackfins and what is the gender mix? Yeah, so it's it's a pretty awesome event. It's it's six males, six females, so 12 athletes per team. Um, and then we go into, obviously, we have sort of 20 events in the pool. Um, so it's pool life-saving and surf life-saving on the beach. And then 20 events on the beach. Um, we have, you know, individual events, relay events, and then mixed relay events as well, uh, mixed gender relay events as well. So the diversity of what um, the sport provides um, and then coming together for an overall team championship as well as individual titles is a, it's a really unique and special thing to be a part of compared to, you know, sometimes swimming, which is just you versus the clock and other athletes. You know, you're actually um, fighting for those points um, in your individual races as well. So, um, and, and then amongst the events, you know, in the individuals, we have two athletes per country racing every time. So, you know, we're fighting for, for not just the gold, but also if, if we are sort of um, not as fast as, as, as we want to be, then we're fighting for third, fourth, just, just for those, those team points mm. at the same time. Yeah, a lot of people won't be aware, um, but the pool side of it is very big and what it allows is it allows the European countries that are landlocked who still you know, place a lot of value on water safety and opportunity um, to compete. And so the pool events, they basically simulate, don't they, rescue-type situations? Yeah, like all the events, it's all based around sort of that, that water safety. So um, one of the events that I specialise in is we wear big fins with some sort of 50 metres underwater and then pick up a 50 kg mannequin underwater and then carry it back 50 metres. So um, it's a bit unique. It's a little bit sort of uh, probably unique and weird um, to most people, but um, some of it is definitely relative to what um, goes down in pools, lakes, beaches uh, as well. So, you know, all the athletes who uh, are at the World Champs are all um, lifeguarding members in their in their own countries, whether it be at pools or lakes, mm-hmm. you know. So um, everyone coming together, that's why it's a really special event. Now, Lewis Clearbird, off the back of his recent success at the Commonwealth Games, was a member of this team, but I see he's had to withdraw due to injury. Yeah, that's, that was a big loss for us, um, not just in, in his speed and, and what he's done, but just his mana that he brings to, to any team and, and his experience. Um, fortunately, we've got a great high-performance program where we've had um, some athletes coming up um, and under and uh, a real cool opportunity for Fergus Eady who steps into um, into a position as a, sort of more of a pool-based athlete. Um, but he's actually our fastest uh, mannequin carrier this season so far. So um, we lose Lewis in some events. That's uh, a bit of a bugger, but what we gain from Fergus is potentially um, could be better at the same time. So um, that's why um, New Zealand's you know, vying for that top spot where we've got the athletes to do it. Yeah. pretty special. Now, when you get out of the pool and then you start to get into the beach events, that's really where the Australians, New Zealanders, to a degree, some of the Americans and South Africans sort of really do step up. What are the water conditions? What are we expecting in Italy? Are we expecting to have a bit of a swell or is it going to be sort of more like Takapuna Beach when a westerly's blowing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's probably more likely Takapuna. Um, and, and most uh, world life-saving events, the reason to have it more uh, in those sort of uh, beaches is the fact that more countries can participate. Obviously, the, the experience of the New Zealanders, the Australians, the South Africans, the Americans, and the 
the more surf-style beaches. Um, the Great British as well um, are really accustomed to that, whereas um, some other nations find that a little, maybe a little bit too daunting for them. Um, and it's trying to make it a little bit more of an even playing field. So that's what we expect. That's what we train for. Um, and saying that in Egypt in 2010 at the World Champs, um, you know, a swell came in on the last day and it was really testing conditions. So it, it, it can vary all the time. So mm. it's, it's pretty exciting when it, when those sort of conditions come on and, and can change the game. And things like the Ironman where you've got the surf ski, you've got the, the board or the kneeboard for people not familiar in the swim, is, is, that, is that one of the disciplines as well? Yeah, for sure. So Ironman's obviously only one event though. And... Um, What's crazy about our world champs is that the discipline of what the Ironman um, is, which is definitely challenging. Um, at the end of the day, the gold medal is the gold medal, which is really special for, for athletes to try and strive for. But it gives you the, uh, the same points as what a line throw does in the pool. So it's a really interesting world champs where um, the basic of pool life saving, you know, a nine second race gives you the same value as what an Ironman does. Mm. Um, but being from New Zealand and our, our main role was Australia, um, that Ironman race is something that our athletes really uh, strive for, mm. and um, that's always a real special mm. one to win um, if you're a New Zealand or Aussie. Okay, who are some of the other athletes in this New Zealand team? Yeah, we've got a really great mix of experience and youth. So um, our experienced athletes, we've got Corey Taylor, Max Beatty, um, Danielle McKenzie, Olivia Corrin. They were all part of the Ironman series over in Australia. So They've come off a real good season uh, of racing there, so they're sort of really fizzing up for the beach. Um, we've got two newbies in our, I'll just call it the, the land crab events of our beach sprints. So we've got Brianna Irving from Gisborne um, and, and Michael Hunter. He's, he's, they're obviously running really fast at the moment, which is pretty exciting for our team. And then in the, the pool, I mentioned Fergus earlier. Um, Chris Dawson's one of our most experienced pool athletes, and, and he's absolutely fizzing at the moment. And then on our female side, we've got Maddie Kidd, who's one of our really special athletes. Not only is she a pool-based swimmer, she also can do beach flags and sprints on the beach. So she gives us this really diverse um, style of athlete, which is really special in this sort of world champs, which is um, you know multiple disciplines to cover across. And then um, also we've got um, Molly Shivnan from Omanu and Natalie Pete, who's one of our other experienced um, Blackfins from, from a winning Blackfin team um, in our team as well. So a really great mix of, of our 12 athletes, and it's, it's really exciting. Yeah, and congratulations on the captain's here. Look, I'm going to give um, Zach Franich's number to a number of different hosts here, and hopefully you guys get the coverage you deserve because I think – I think um, we haven't been fair, or the media in this country haven't been fair to your successes and the success of this team over the last decade, but considering, as I said, just how big the sport is in Australia. So, look, Stephen, thank you for joining us on the programme. Travel safely, um, rest up, and let's um, yeah, let's knock the Aussies again off their perch. Yeah, that's 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 the goal there, Mark. And um, what's better than watching a Bledisloe this weekend or in the following weeks to fly out and then use that as our own bit of motivation? Hey, we, we're pretty hungry to beat the Aussies as well. Fantastic. Stephen Kent, captain of our New Zealand Surf Lifesaving team on the program.